This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. What are the odds of dying in a car crash? What's the scoop on your poop? We have a guest to explain. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 9, where we scour the internet and other sources to find useless information just for you. Plus, we'll answer your questions from our mailbag segment and the headline from news from around the world, the case of the later Hosen heist. We track down the victim. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. Welcome, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special guest. We're so excited that we actually cleaned up the studio so we can talk about poop for the next little bit. Why did you clean it if we're going to talk about poop? (laughs) Well, we have a special guest. (laughs) Should have left it just like it was. Our studio looks like a German airplane. It's a Messerschmitt. (laughs) (laughs) let's welcome to our studio today ron bloomer he has written and produced 80 public television documentaries six books on subjects relating to health and the human body and we asked him to come on actually he wrote us and told us listen i wrote these books about stuff that comes out of your body so we brought him ladies and gentlemen we give you the big guests Okay, I mean, you can go on on the night late night shows Mm -hmm. and you don't get what you get here. Yeah, well, I guess I that's going to talk about poop. Well, (laughs) you know, when when I first heard your show, I said, you guys are made for me because I've been writing useless books for 10 years. Wow. I'm glad it's a match made in a bookstore. So, so Ron, welcome to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I want to first say bonjour Montreal because I'm Canadian. And I know you're carried on a radio station, CJAD. That's right. And I also want to announce to the ignorant Americans listening to this show that mm-hmm. Montreal bagels are the best in the world. <laughs> they yeah. certainly are. They are and one of the best. You, thank you, Ron, for canceling half of the, our audience, which is American. <laughs> no, no, no. They should try real bagels. <laughs> I, I think you can buy them here in Toronto, where I am, you know, the center of the universe, as it were. Sorry, Ron. Um, we do have Montreal bagels shipped to us, so they're imported. Yes. They're imported from Quebec. So, Ron, your work is is uh, quite extensive, including you received thirty major awards, including the nomination from the Writers Guild of America, which is quite an accomplishment. Yeah, and let's tell people too that do you go by Ronald as your author name? I like Ronnie myself. Ronnie, okay, okay Ronnie. <laughs> it's Ron Bloomer, guys, and he's written books called Peak Color, Wiped, and defecating gold and poop right is the new one uh well well the defecating gold is the uh uh-huh. it's the it's Defic- the story of poop right so you guys need to go on can we get it on amazon you sure can pick up defecating gold it's really good look what we try to do is like if we have a guest on that's written a book or anything like that we try not to read the whole book right because we want the author to talk to us about it so i, I live, literally leafed through it okay, did I'm you like, enjoy the pictures I sure did. <laughs> you know. that's, how Nick, that's how Nick read Playboy years ago. Right. That's right. Yeah. I read the pictures. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, so, Ron, first of all, what, what compelled you to write stuff about the stuff that comes out of our bodies? Because um, th- there's a paucity in the, believe it or not, 
you think there are uh, books on every subject in the world, mm -hmm. but uh, academics don't want to touch these icky subjects. No, you and, don't want to touch that subject. As it were. And so all you find is joke books. And, uh, and, and this, this actually is an important subject. Yes. Well, it is because, I mean, look, at the time they were recording this, I mean, they're, they're measuring um, how much COVID is in our wastewater. So exactly. there, there is a lot of poop that's going on. A lot of people are, are dealing with the stuff. So it's really important. You're absolutely right. So you wrote these books about stuff that comes out of our bodies. And that's why you wrote to us and you said, hey, I'd like to come on your show because I wrote these. Now, you said you just finished this latest poop book and it was translated into Polish. Why? Why Polish? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, uh, a guy in Poland uh, emailed me yeah. and said, I want to translate all your books into Polish. And of wow. course, I assumed it was a joke. And I said, sure. And then he started sending me copies. And these are beautiful hardcover copies with color illustrations. I don't know. Did he, get obviously... he got six or seven of his Polish friends to help him translate it. I... <laughs> How many Polacks does it take to translate a book? Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. You've got to be nice to Poland these days. That's oh, it. come on. Listen, yeah, go to nickandroy.com. Great humanitarian. Things. Click, <laughs> go to nickandroy.com. Click on contact us and send your complaints and, and, and lawyer affidavits there. Thank you very much. And no newfie jokes. So uh, tell us, Ron, give us the one or two items from your latest book about poop. Well, I'm going to give you a countdown because you're interested in useless. Yes. So I'm going to start with the most useless, okay. which is wombat poop. Uh -huh. Now, wombats are short-legged marsupials native to Australia. Mm -hmm. They're about three feet tall. They weigh 60 pounds, and they live in holes in the ground. Now, they have round anuses and tubular intestines, like all of us. But here's what seems to be except a... Nick, except for Nick. But yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I had that looked after, but go on. <laughs> but there's a geo, geometric impossibility because they excrete perfectly square cubes of poop. Now, how, how does this happen? So Dr. Carver in Australia... Uh, started working with a physics lab, believe it or not, in the Georgia Institute of Technology, and finally worked out how wombats do it. Um, apparently, they have a series of muscles in their intestines that form the poop into cubes before they excrete. Now, the question is, why? <laughs> well, we, want, we often well, ask that. Yeah. If you're going to poop a lot, you want to stack it up, it's easier that way. You got it. <laughs> is that it? Actually, that... I, actually, you're right. They no, a... come on. I, I, come on. Wow. I was going to make a U-Haul joke after that, but go ahead. <laughs> that's one. That's one of. That's one of the theories is that they use it. They, they build little walls of their poop. And oh use, no! Come and on. they use it for um, for mating because it, it it attracts their mates and also to keep enemies out. So they build walls. They build like a house, which gives new meaning to "don't poop where you sleep." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I like okay. poop. I like poop subject. Okay. Uh, so know. number four. No, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, Ron. I'm sorry to interrupt. Hold on one second. So, so these wombats <laughs> they build this wall of poop, a perfectly squared poop to attract mates. So the next time, so here's some dating advice. If you like to go out there, just, you know, a significant other, a potential significant <laughs> other, just make some poop and show them your poop. And then sure. next thing you know, yeah. you're going steady. You always want to go out on a first date and discuss your poop. Yeah. 
<laughs> then no. you know that good, that good, good one, Nick. And you can tell Nick's been married for a long time. <laughs> All right, Ron. What's what's number four? Number four. Wait, wait like... can I stop, Ron, okay. for one second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nick and I, we we both grabbed like two poop things, and I have to stop Ron for one second. Okay. Because mine is about bat poop. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know if you know this, Ron, but during the Civil War and World War One. Yes, I know it. You know, bat poop was, it's not one of yours, is it? Uh, I, I think I mentioned that in an earlier book. They okay. Used it, but they, bat, they used it for ammunition, right? Yeah, bat poop was collected because of the high quantity of potassium nitrate. If you add glycerin to that, you get nitroglycerin. And the whole the whole poop blows up <laughs> Boy, your your brain is like my brain a complete garbage can yeah useless information well that's full of poop yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is so wait a minute so nitroglycerin so and i get it now so if you have heart trouble and you need to uh, you need some help just take some bad poop and put it under your tongue is that how that works no, I don't even use the glycerin, Nick. My my mix is in my stomach, so it just comes out like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, weapon of mass destruction. My gosh! All right, Ron, what's number four on your on your well, poop I, list? I named my book "Defecating Gold" because right. I thought, um, you know, it, it's actually a, a a good metaphor for my subject because human excrement, notice how discreet I'm being in using these words. Thank Very you. good, Ron. It's a valuable resource, and it's unlimited, and, and we just uh, flush it away. You know, properly mm -hmm. treated, it could be valuable as a, a source of energy. Buses in Sweden run on poop, and it's also very valuable as a, as a fertilizer, but we throw it out. But what I didn't realize until the end of my research is that we really do poop gold. Honestly, in, in March, <laughs> have, have, have I stumped you guys? <laughs> Wait a minute. In if March, you find gold and poop, I'm going to start digging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roy gives the meaning to gold digger, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what are you talking about? He said that in Switzerland, the buses run on poop. That it, gives it, new it, meaning to the word Swiss chocolate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So in March 1915, researchers yeah. at the American Chemical Society yeah. started analyzing American sewage and found that it was made up of uh, rare metals, including vanadium, which is used in cell phones, copper, platinum, silver, and gold. And that obviously the amounts of these metals are extremely tiny, but uh, you may have noticed we have an unlimited supply of poop mm -hmm. so if you refine sewage we could recover metals worth several billion that's b yeah billion dollars a year ron the normal person it's tiny but me <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. pure gold poop yeah. out pure gold. an entire gold chain yeah. I, would, I, I would check your fillings listen <laughs> let me tell you if wombats can poop in cubes roy poops in bullion cubes <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have one here. So uh, a few um, episodes ago, we talked about in the science section, as you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, a very special guest is Ron Bloomer. He wrote, uh, well, a book about poop, so why not? We talked about the... <laughs> the why not have him on this show? That's right. 
I fit right in. Uh, a lunar, there was a lunar loo challenge where astronauts who were exploring the moon had come had to come up with an advanced space system of the 21st century and basically a toilet for the spacecrafts. So NASA called on the global community and held a contest. Well, there were three winners. The third prize went to the centrifugal lunar toilet. Hmm. Second prize went to individualized collapsible astronaut toilet, or ICAT, in case you're wondering. And the first prize went to Throne. It's translunar, <laughs> hypercritical repository one. So well, I wasn't I wasn't going to discuss this, but on the uh, next trip to Mars, uh, astronauts are going to be surrounded by their poop because it's an excellent um, absorber of radiation. But I thought that information was too useless for you guys. I guess no, not. That's great. Oh, yeah, it's right up there. Are you kidding? <laughs> right up there. Yeah. Now, speaking of right up there, my next category <laughs> is taking <laughs> taking drugs rectally. Right. Because we have a, 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 a do you quirky, enjoy that, Ron? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I passing try to, judgment, but I, do you... <laughs> I, I try. I generally try everything at home, but not this one. Don't try um, this one. Yeah, exactly. Now we have a quirk in our internal plumbing system. Uh -huh. So yes. if you insert drugs or alcohol products up your ass, mm -hmm. they will be quickly absorbed into your bloodstream. Now I, I would say don't try this at home because the absorption is so effective that you can overdose. College students, of course, have tried um, inserting tampons soaked in vo vodka up their rears and get so drunk so quickly that they pass out. And actually, some have died from alcohol poisoning. Oh. So don't try this. Now at I home. know what to send Nick for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what vodka? <laughs> no, tampons <laughs> so well uh, so the the ancient aztec people used to take their a uh, hallucinated... did you say aztec aztec oh, aztec 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 yeah AZ My okay. mayans right okay Mayan. thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's how they used to take their drugs because oh. it's a very effective way of getting high very quickly were they taking it anally that's yes. probably why their names they they were named my ins. <laughs> yeah. Hey Ron, you know the the difference how you can tell the difference between an oral thermometer and a rectal thermometer? <laughs> the, the taste. The taste. <laughs> okay. This is getting out of hand now. Moving on, as it were. What's your number next one? Two, number two number is two. farting. Ah. Am I allowed to say yeah. that on the radio? I think so. Yeah, you can. Farting. I mean, uh, quite frankly, I thought all of your facts were going to be number two, but go on. Say it on the radio. I just did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to so look. I yeah. So I want to tell you about a Monsieur Joseph Pujol, uh -huh. and he had an unusual ability, which uh, I think only two or three people in the world have. He could actually suck in air through his rear end. He was a baker and he would serve his croissants and occasionally sing and provide his customers with a few extra notes from behind. Hmm. Uh, he, he rented a club and, uh, and a friend convinced him to uh, show his unique uh, talents to a wider audience. And in a few years, he was um, performing at the very famous Moulin Rouge in, 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 um, in, in Paris. And in the 1890s, he became the most highly paid individual performer in France. And he, he adopted the, st the stage name Le Petit Man, 
which means uh, pet is uh, fart in French, and mm. his 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 subtitle was L'homme au cul musical, the man with the musical ass. I have the poster by Toulouse the track of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what? a guy bending over, but you get. He, the... Well, there are actually recordings of him doing it, and he would put on uh, performances. He would imitate animal sounds, and uh, he he was a fabulous performer. He performed before the King of Belgium, uh, Edward VII, and Sigmund Freud. Just and to he, show how twisted I am, Ron. What you I know get all about of, him, right? What I get out of this entire discussion is, what did he bake? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> well, he was able to uh, and, suck. And while he was preoccupied baking, was he singing at the same time? <laughs> Yeah, he was really whistling a happy tune, if you know what we mean. You, you, you know, know, you, you know that there's a French pastry called nuns farts, right? No. Oh yes. Really? I don't think he baked those. He I, he he, no. he specialized in croissants. Well, but can you imagine he had like a tambourine between his knees and a drum attached to his feet? <laughs> the guy's a regular band. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh you may, but he was paid in today's money a half a million dollars a year. Wow. To perform. When you went into the bakery, it was like, hey, uh, can I get two two croissants? And he was like, if you need two, please. Yeah. And and for some reason, chocolate croissants were not the popular item. Uh, <laughs> now, now, finally, yes. I'm going to have to break your rule because yes. I'm going to give your listeners some extremely useful advice. Okay. Yes. This don't is important, folks. Listen. Don't sit down while you're going to the toilet. Squat over it. Because the great designer of, uh, of us all has given us in our colon something called the puborectalis muscle, which is a sort of lasso around the colon, which mm -hmm. gives extra insurance against unwanted fecal leakage. Yes. Mm -hmm. But when you sit, this muscle is in action and you have to squeeze a lot. But if you squat, your poop just comes right out. No more constipation. They sell, they sell um, things to put your feet up on. That's right, squatty potties to change your, your, your rectal angle. <laughs> So I try to get one of those in a store, but I had to use the restroom. <laughs> you know what, uh, Ron, uh, you're right. This is totally useless information, but every once in a while when we provide useful information, we set off this alarm. Well, if you squat, you're going to get less hemorrhoids and, uh, and less uh, painful um, colon diseases like diverticulosis. So, so try it once and you'll never go back to sitting. So, so, but most people have regular toilets. So what do you suggest they use? Just squat over it. Like a sheet pan. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that's it. You don't even need a toilet. You could do it anywhere. You could do yeah. it in the Maybe bath. they could use the baker sheet pan. Right. Sure he did. Yeah. He said, for those of you who misheard that, he said sheet pan. That's yeah, what he yeah. said. Yeah. I don't give a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron, I have to say that it has been an absolute delight having you talking to us about the most natural of all things. It's poop. Everyone does it. Right. And we made a lot of fun of this. But guys, like I said, Ron Bloomer, you can get uh, his defecating gold book on Amazon. You should go get it because it is a serious book, too. I mean, of course, we're making light. Not of too serious. No, but I mean, he's got information in there that like, like he just told you. 
who the who the hell thought to squat? We all sit down. Yeah, but if except you to, Nick, well, Nick well, stands up. <laughs> but in Europe, like uh, when I went to Italy for the first time, they have sure, you holes. have those those two little those two little uh, things for your feet, right? But they have yeah. holes in the ground. Right? I'm like, where's the to- somebody stole the? I thought somebody stole the toilet, <laughs> right? I'm thinking, what is yeah. this? And they said, my uncle said, no, you squat over the hole and you do your business, and yeah. it works. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So, uh, Ron, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we really do appreciate it. I think we'll have you back because there's more stuff that comes out of our bodies that you've written about. Sweat, yeah. sperm, pee, etc. Oh, yeah. This guy talks about it all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's fun at parties. This Listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm number uh, 300 in, in, in rectal diseases. On Amazon. There you go. (laughs) It's something you really don't want to tell a lot of people. Exactly. (laughs) I'm number 300 in rectal diseases. That's right. Yeah, you you can bet your ass that he's number 300. (laughs) Ron, uh, thank you very much for joining us on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We're looking forward to having you back soon. I really yeah, have And when fun. you squat Thanks. like that, a lot of times you'll sweat because it's tough to be in that position. <laughs> Thanks, so Ron. We'll talk about that next time. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Bye. Ron, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. This is Totally Useless Vehicle Information with Nick, Meet Meet, and Roy. Vroom, vroom. Hey, listen, everybody, go to nickandroy.com, nickandroy.com, and you can listen to 100 shows, over 100 shows. And if you like us, you'll listen. You'll binge listen. That's right. So one of the worst cars ever made, the AMC Gremlin. Mm, I remember it. The 77, the 1970 AMC Gremlin was introduced to compete in the emerging American market for subcompact cars. However, its odd styling and out-of-date technology earned its lasting sort of name, which is the worst car ever made. It made Time Magazine's one of the 50 worst cars of all time. Wait a minute. They thought the Gremlin was worse than the Hugo? Uh, that's on their list. It's one of one of the fifty worst cars of all time. Oh my god! That that I'll say yes, okay. yes. Well, Volkswagen, Volkswagen, the company that brought us the Beetle, yeah, one of the cheapest cars ever made of its time. Volkswagen now owns twelve different car companies, and I don't know if most people even know this because when you hear this, you're really going to be like, "What? What?" Yeah. <laughs> They own Volkswagen. They own Audi. They own a company called Seat. They own Skoda, which, of course, is in Europe. Okay. They own, get ready, Bentley. (laughs) Bentley. (laughs) They own Bugatti, as in the Bugatti Royale, (laughs) which is the most expensive car on the market. They own Lamborghini. (laughs) What? Really? They own Porsche. So they own the finest Italian car, the finest English car, and the finest German cars. They also own Ducati, which makes the finest Italian motorcycles. Scania, which is, of course, a commercial brand of trucks. Man, which is a commercial brand of trucks. And Volkswagen Commercial. Twelve different companies. Wow. They're quite busy over there. One of the other worst cars, so was, we'll talk about worst cars here. On yeah, you know what's really upsetting? When yeah. you buy your Bentley and find out it's a Volkswagen Golf underneath? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Well, at least it wasn't a Ford Pinto from uh, 1971 to 1980. The Ford Pinto was a strong seller, but got a decent reception. Its reputation was permanently marred upon the accusation that the car could catch fire when being rear-ended due to a defective fuel tank design. Yeah, Ralph Nader, right? The infamous Pinto memo, a documented a document submitted to the NHTSA examining the the uh, societal cost of new rollover legislation, was presented to the public as proof that Ford executives knew about a design defect and decided to do nothing after calculating that paying off lawsuits was cheaper than re-engineering the car. Let me tell you though, when it, the gas tank exploded, you got to your destination quicker with better gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was the problem? Just as long as you were pointing in the right direction. <laughs> right. See, that was the problem. The compass was off. I got two quick things. Number one, my my teaser, which was the odds of dying in a car crash are one in five thousand. Okay. Whereas dying in a plane crash is one in eleven million. Wow. So okay. dying in a car crash is, is a lot less than <laughs> the plane. Yeah. But I got to get this one in. In 1985, a world record was made. A team of mechanics removed and replaced an engine on a Ford Escort in 42 seconds. Whoa. Took, took the old engine out, put a new engine in on November 21st, 1985. I had an Escort, so I realized it's pretty much no big deal to remove two gerbils and a little wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you did have an escort, but of a different kind. You're listening. <laughs> I paid for her. That's right. <laughs> and got great mileage out of that one. You're listening. Yeah, <laughs> You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Sports. Play ball. The, uh, the Olympic gold medal. Yeah is not gold it's not solid gold what? it's not even really gold in fact it's less than one percent gold and that's because of the electroplating ah okay it's actually made of silver with a thin coat of gold electroplate which means if you win gold you really won silver it's very confusing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was the joke that the ronnie dangerfield because you know if you're a fan of the show you know that we're huge fans of ronnie dangerfield is that you heard about the idiot who won uh, the gold medal and had it bronzed <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that nick i don't know <laughs> This is a different kind of jockstrap. A San Francisco manager, Roger Craig, was once spotted in a dugout in the early 90s with a large bandage on his hand. When he oh. was asked about the injury, he made no attempt to cover it up. What happened? Mm -hmm. He admitted he cut his hand on a stray bra strap wire. <laughs> so he cut his hand and he had no problem admitting it. They didn't ask. He didn't explain why he was uh, near a stray bra strap wire, but he cut his hand on it. Mm. And that was no jock strap, but he was an athletic supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Michael Phelps has won a total of 28 Olympic medals. Can you imagine? I know an Olympian. She has three medals. But can you imagine 28 Olympic medals is amazing. Jeez. He's won more medals than the country of Mexico, 
or Portugal have ever won. Okay, if only fence climbing was an Olympic event, Mexico would win. <laughs> there you go. Put that on your bra strap and carry it over. I think they'd be good at that, the vaulting thing, you know? Yeah, they would. Gavault. Uh, this is a pretty popular spot. Just a decade after opening in 1982, the Minneapolis Metrodome had already become the first stadium to host a Super Bowl in 1992, the World Series in 1987 and 1991, and the NCAA Final Four in 1992 and 2001. And it remains so to this day. And finally, this popular spot, Minneapolis Metrodome, also hosted the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in 1995. And you don't pay a lot lot for soft drinks there because they're mini sodas. Mini (laughs) sodas. Wow. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. If you like what you've heard so far, what's the matter with you? Thank you for joining us. And you can <laughs> you go to help. <laughs> you can go to our website. We have a link for psychotherapy. <laughs> or click on Contact Us. What's in the mailbag? What's in the Carol uh, listened to us on the radio and she said, hey, love your show and ask how the early settlers like cavemen and indigenous people cut their toenails. So, Carol, thank you very much for listening to us on the iHeartRadio network. Check us out. And Carol did. Carol, here's how they did it. Before humans developed blades for uh, or social expectations of hygiene, fingernails basically took care of themselves. If you think back 100,000 years, when early humans behaved like hunters and gatherers, engaging in strenuous physical activities to survive, over the course of their normal days, they might have uh, dug tubers out of the earth and so on. So basically, the nails fell off. So it's believed that the fingernails would have naturally been worn down even and chipped away. The daily demands of survival back then would have kept the fingernails from growing to unruly or unmanageable lengths. By the way, what invention did come along the line, David Gestiner invented the multi-purpose nail clipper, and he was a Hungarian inventor. So thank you, David Gestiner, to help us with cutting our toe and fingernails. Wow. I got to say, Nick, for this mailbag, you really nailed it. (laughs) Thank you, Carol, for listening on the radio. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Galveston, Texas. Thank you, Roy and Nicholas. I don't know why, but she wrote Nicholas. All right, Nicholas, sure. Maybe she knows you. I don't know. <laughs> no, she doesn't, because that's not my name, but go on. Is, is your name Nicholas? No, or it's is not. It, it's actually, it is Nick. It's, it's actually Nicola. Nicola, that's, that's right. right. It's Nicola. Yeah, and my original... Is, is is a little bit larger than a Minnesota. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Rachel from Galveston, Texas, says, thank you, Roy and Nicholas. Oh, she writes, oh, for making me laugh and teaching me about so many things. Now, I don't know what we've taught her, but she's very happy about it. Sure. She said, you are humanitarians in your own right. Now, wow. I've never thought of myself as a humanitarian. In fact, it's hard for me to believe I'm even human. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm not a humanitarian. I'm actually Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rachel, 
You are the best. Thank you. Thank you. That is very, very gratifying. Uh, to, we really, we really do uh, love our mail and we love reading it. And uh, we, we are so happy that we make your life uh, a little better and we make you laugh and teach you stuff. So thanks so much. Listen, laugh, and learn is what we say here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. You go to our website, as we say, you click on Contact Us, and you'll mm -hmm. send us an email, and maybe you will be just as famous as Rachel and Carol. NickandRoy.com. And now, for something completely useless. So being that I was enamored by Rachel's email, mm -hmm. I have a fun fact about Galveston, Texas. Ah, okay. It was named after a Spanish colonial governor named Bernardo de Galvez. He helped the Patriots keep the British armies and supplies away from the Mississippi River during the Revolutionary War. So after the Revolutionary War, they named that spot in Texas Galveston. Perfect. So there you go, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, for inspiring that useless fact. When you said Patriots, all of the NFL fans are like, what? Patriots? What? Is is, is he back? Did he, stop? did he come out of retirement? No, he did. He did. Okay, he well, did. He's playing again for Florida. We're all very excited. But listen, Rachel, go to nickandroy.com and send us uh, an email of whether or not you knew that fact. That's right. <laughs> so my useless fact talks about lightning bolts. It contains in f more than 5 billion joules of energy. The average 1,000-watt two-slice toaster can be powered by 84,000 minutes with just one strike. Ooh. This is how powerful lightning is. That's just enough time to toast about 100,000 slices of breads, Montreal bagels, like Ron was talking about earlier in the show, and English muffins, whichever you prefer. So that's how powerful a bolt of lightning is. That's what those mechanics were called that removed the engine, the lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> they did. On the show, we talked about science. We had a very special guest today, Ron Bloomers. He talked about poop. We talked about sports. We talked about cars. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. This story comes to us from Toronto, Ontario. I know usually we talk about these news Finally, from around the world. Florida. Yeah, there's usually <laughs> some crazy people in Florida going up to toll boots naked. They're uh, wrestling crocodiles. I told you I stopped doing that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he, he uh, you know, people in Florida would go around and start um, uh, massaging people's toes while while they're sleeping. But today, no, they're sucking toes. They're they? sucking toes. As they're sleeping, yeah. A little so, different than massage. Yeah. So today we bring you to Toronto, Canada, my hometown here where I am, the case of the later Hosen heist. Someone broke into our next guest's home and stole his later Hosen. We bring we to you. Searched, we searched and found the actual person who is the victim of this heinous crime. Nick, continue. So to protect his identity, we're going to just, you know, change his name. We'll call him George. George, welcome to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. I, I am so glad that you found me, and now I'm finding you, so oh, it's wonderful. This is good. We need to talk about this, and, and so that we can protect George, even though we're not on video, we've put a bag over George's head. 
<laughs> that, that's, I, I, I took it off. Oh, that's fine. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not to protect your identity. That's how we treat our guests. <laughs> it's just, but we searched out and we found George, the later Hosen Heist. So, George, tell us in your own words, and, and you know, if you need a moment uh, to grab a, a tissue or something, let us know. But tell us in your own words what happened to you just a few days ago in your home. I woke up. I wanted to go to the car. I go to the back steps. All of a sudden, I see my boots are all over the place, and my jacket is not hanging up on the hook. I see another jacket that doesn't belong to me. I shake it. A wallet falls out. Oh. I was, whose wallet is this? I don't know. I go downstairs thinking I left my jacket by the laundry. No, I feel a draft. There's a window that's open in my basement. Pant, George, did you have pants on when you felt the draft? Yeah, yeah, I had my pants on because I was in my PJs. Just I wear, you. Just you know, yeah, and so I look where the draft's coming from. I have a bookcase, and on top of the bookcase, I had my later hose in and my later hose in type shirts, but they're not there. So, Matt, oh, let me ask so, you, George, can I call you George? Yeah, by all means. Okay. Yeah, so, let's call him George. George. So, George, again, we've, we've protected his identity, so nobody knows. He's actually outside the suburb of Toronto, but we won't identify where he is. So, George, if I may, um, why do you have later hosen in your house? Uh, because uh, for many, many years, I've been self-proclaimed as the king of Oktoberfest. Ah. Okay, so to, to, to explain to the guests, that are that the audience that's listening right now, Lederhosen is a German formal dress of leather shorts, normally worn with woolen socks, a white shirt, and suspenders, which have usually an insignia on the um, center portion of, and it, it's like a zipper pouch, Yes. And, and and they dance a traditional dance called the Schublattel, correct? Well, close enough, close enough. Right, okay, yeah. there you go. So just to get, get our guests up to speed, yeah. George is not a lunatic. He is, well, we don't know that for sure, but we do know that he is the king of Oktoberfest. The man is a virtual lederhosen loony. So let's go, George. So, <laughs> so, you, realize, so you realize that your lederhosen... Has the been, man is, stole his later hosen. So, so yes, but may I interject here? Yes. It wasn't the short ones. These were the long ones. Oh, oh, oh. That's so easy. you had the full leather pants. Oh, yeah. So you basically could have joined the village people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something. So these were I, long, long I later. never thought of it, but now that you <laughs> mention it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't break into YMCA just yet. Listen. Yeah. So. They stole a lederhosen. What other items did he steal? They stole socks that went with them. They stole the shirts that went with them. They also stole, are you ready for this? At my back door, my winter toque and a pair of leather gloves. So these people were out for ethnic clothing. I'd say this this falls under a hate crime. (laughs) (laughs) So wait a minute. So... He took your your woolen, your toque, your yep. long leather lederhosen to keep warm, but left his jacket with his wallet in it? Oh, no, not only did he leave his jacket, he also left his jeans. Uh, so and he, he also he... left a pair of Doc Martin boots. Right. And that's why I think he stole my lederhosen, because he lost his jeans. 
I think he had to go wee-wee or something. Or maybe he should have gone did the poop business. I don't know. But he took my leather pants. Uh-huh. Okay. So this guy literally changed, used your house as a changing room. And did he leave the little number of the items that he took in with him? No. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. But okay. no, so he puts on your leather pants. Yes. Socks. And for those in America, a toque is a hat. Right. He puts on your, your he puts on your warm hat, and the, of course the leather pants are a good insulator. And he goes out into the cold, and you don't see this man. No, this all went on. So he was very quiet with the changing thing. Yes. Okay. I was sleeping. No, this is this is wrong. It was in the morning. I was asleep in my bed. Well, thank God. So going back to your pajama bottoms for a second, what kind of designs do you have on your pajama bottoms? Uh, stripes. Okay. So you, did you call the cops? Did you report this to the police? Oh, yes, I called the cops. Then they showed up. Okay. They took all sorts of information. They took everything that the perpetrator left. The boots, the jeans, uh, the jacket, whole set of pictures? keys. Did you take pictures of these items with your phone? I, I Believe it or not, I took a picture of his driver's license only. Oh, very good. Okay. That was good. So, so this. You no, know, George. I just want to tell George something very similar to this happened to me once. I left my clothing at this woman's house when her husband came home. I oh, went out the window, and my jeans and my yeah. wallet and everything were there. But yeah. to go on. Yeah. He came through the bathroom window. So, so you call the cops. So the, now, because the guy left his wallet behind, so he's obviously a novice here. Like he's no professional burglar. He left his this wallet. Guy may behind. be a professional, Nick. I mean, well, he left his wallet away. behind. So did the, the cops find him? Well, guess what? The cops did not find him because the next day, I get a door, a knock on my door, yeah, and I look at who's outside, and then I look at the face. I go, I know like that German. face. It looked like a German immigrant. The guy was no, later no, it, no, it wasn't. No, no, seriously. I'm looking at this face, and I even mentioned his name, and I'm going, "It's you." You wait, thought he was back said, for a suit? He came back for his wallet. Wait, 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 wait no, a minute, wait, wait a minute. He came back. So the guy who, who stole your later hosen and your boots and your woolen socks and your two came back to your house. Yes, and the, the next day in the in evening, asking, asking. For his wallet. Oh, wow. Here in Florida, George, we have guns. Everyone has a gun in their home. So this man would have been laying had a baseball in a pool of hosen. Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, George... What did you do, George? No, so the guy knocks on the door. What do you do? I just said, well, I, in my language, I can't repeat because it was, you know, boom, boom, boom. Right, and yeah. so then he said, I said, what do you mean your wallet? Uh, how do you know it's here? He had a tracking device in his wallet. One of those 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 new fantastic things, you know, yeah. that you can find out wherever it is, whatever. Yeah. Had you yeah. put one of those in your later hosen, we wouldn't have a problem. That's well, right. that's yeah. true, but I didn't even know those existed. <laughs> so here's the best part. Yeah. I said, go to the police station. The cop gave me a receipt for the stuff they took as evidence, his stuff. Yeah, always get a receipt. And I said, go to the police station. Okay, fine. That was it. I went to bed. Boom. That was it for tonight. There's another part of the story. The perpetrator, I love calling him the perpetrator. You're going to, showed that's up. very good. George, George good. can, we, can like we call that. you George? Yes. Can we call you George? Okay. Yes. You can say perp. You can say perp. We understand what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, we're both the best lawyers. part is. We're both lawyers, but yeah. go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, hey, we actually listen. play them on the radio, but go ahead. 
I love it. I love yeah. it. But here's the best part. Yeah. The next morning, I guess what? Another bing bing on my doorbell. It's him again? It's him again. No. What do you want? What do you want? Like you're, you're, you're no. China or something? Hang on a second. Here's the best part. He said, hello, excuse me, but I'm the guy that was in your house, oh, says he. So he confessed. Yeah. Hmm. And the best part is he has a big bag with him. And guess what's in the bag? Your later hose. My later hose. In. Wow. The socks. Was there a dry cleaning thing attached to it? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet. We're going to get there. So did okay. you ask him why he came into your house? Did he, did he, was he, like, stalking you? Does, why, how did he know that you had later hosen in your house? I don't think he knew. I think by accident he fell into my house because I was kind of uh, thinking that I locked my back door properly, but I didn't. Uh. So when when he came to my door, I said, "Could you go around the back of the house and show me how you got in?" So you asked him to recreate. Recreate the grumpy. Yes, I wanted to be a cop. Bring you a pretzel and a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't because I don't think I don't think he knew what the later hosen was all about. Yeah, no. But they were because you know what? I asked him, "Why did you take them?" He said, "Because I forgot where my pants were." And I asked him if he was in, did he imbibe in all kinds of stuff the night before? And he said uh, he was at a friend's house and he can't really remember much. He, he drank too much. I said, what else did you do? He can't remember. Well, well you, did you tell him that that's what you usually did when you wore the lederhosen? <laughs> well, no, I, I wouldn't admit to that because then it would be not a very nice thing because he would think that he was in good company. So he left. George, where did you learn how to dance in the in later hosen? Uh, I I I I've never done that because if you dance with the later hosen on, you got to slap yourself. Yes. And you gotta, yeah. I tried that a couple times, and instead of hitting the head, I I went down below, and it hurt. Mm. I've actually paid girls to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Was late. he young, George? Was he a young guy? How old was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was a young guy. Young guy. Okay, young man. Yeah, go back to YMCA. So he left his a young friend. person. You young, have to say you don't know what his actual what he what he identifies as. Okay, so young person. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't quite fit in the song, but it's okay. So he had he had drinks at his friend's house. He left his friend's house without pants. He was looking for pants. Found your door unopened. So you have no. He had pants, Nick. He just he just probably thought he was at home and took his clothes off in George's house. And then realized he doesn't have his clothes, found George's lederhosen, popped that on, went outside looking for an Oktoberfest, didn't find it, came back the next day, returned the stuff because he wanted to get his stuff back. Did you press charges, George? You know something? By the way, Nick, if I may be so bold, you can call uh, me Nick. Roy is, uh, you know, he's a very smart man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I try to tell Nick this all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It must be the heat from Florida. Yeah, but yeah, no, it, it bakes your brain. <laughs> so, so George, as, as we leave here on totally useless information with Nick and Roy, do you have any advice to our audience uh, so that none of this happens to their, to their home, as it were? I'll tell you what you do, George. You better get a safe and put all your ethnic clothing in a safe. The, no, no, because I have a lot of ethnic clothing. But okay, you want some advice from the guy that got any, any from Victoria's Secret, George? Yeah. <laughs> Your secret's okay, fine with okay. us. 
Can we call you George? Every, every night, every night. That goes for you, Roy, and for Nick. Trust me. You have to trust me. Always make sure you walk around your house or apartment checking all the doors that they should be locked. Okay. This is good advice for everyone listening. George is, is a man who was violated. Right. They stole his clothes. His later hosen. And... Here's the other moral to this story, okay? Well, first of all, you know it's a Canadian robbery story because the guy came back and brought back the stuff he stole. Yeah, and apolo- did he apologize at least, George? Oh, yes. Oh, he yeah. just said, but I loved it because he came back to apologize and he used the word, I'm sorry for the incident. Incident. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. So he was fully aware of what he had done then. If he and called George, it a- you, you seem like a really nice guy, so you did not have him incarcerated, correct? No. No. George is a nice guy. George is a humanitarian. This is why they call him the king of the Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. So if you're in the uh, Kitchener area, which is just outside of Toronto, in the month of October, check out George. We'll call him George. Do you still do it, George? You do it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be famous now. Yeah. So we want to thank you very much for joining us. And so that you know, guests of Total Useless Information for Nick and Roy, accommodations are provided by the guest because we have no budget. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, you're going to send somebody else to my house? Yes. Listen, you think George felt violated when they stole his clothes? Could you imagine how he felt when we called him? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this? It's okay. Hey, listen. Listen, Nick and Roy. Totally useless information. Yes. Uh, I think it's a fantastic thing you guys are doing. And it's so nice that I I should uh, talk to you this way because uh, I'm sort of computer illiterate, you know. It's okay. Oh, I, I know. It took it took uh, George about 35 tries to get on the Zoom meet. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, Roy, Roy, it was 36 tries. <laughs> 36. Who's counting? That's right. Well, uh, again, we'll call him George. You know the yeah. the uh, the victim of this uh, later Hosen heist. Heinous, Thank you. Heinous crime. It was, uh, what say? It's a heinous crime. It's a heinous crime. It's a later Hosen heinous heist. So we, I think we should say Alfida Zane. Alfida Zane. And we say Avita Zane to our audience. We want to thank everyone for listening and joining and us. And I'll just, as you're signing off, I'll sing a German tune in the background. Okay, Nick? We want to thank you for joining us on Totally Join us week after week. As we scour the internet and other sources to get useless information for you guys. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of NickAndRoy.com. Visit NickAndRoy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.